Welcome to the sixth episode of Chickpea Power, the podcast for vegan athletes and entrepreneurs who want to change the world. How is that for a German slash Englander intro? Well, listen, my name is Oliver. Welcome so much to the podcast. And again, I'm so excited to be able to present to you another amazing guest. Her name is Sabrina Moisan. Again, I'm going to say it in French because we're both from the Frenchy community. We're both from Montreal, Quebec, and she brings so much value. I found her on social media. I had to contact her out. She brings weekly recipes, which are oil-free, 100% whole food plant-based, specifically made and designed by herself for people who do not have the time to cook, but still want to experience a plant-based lifestyle and all the benefits around it. Now, the awesome part about this interview is that she's going to share with you exactly how you can follow your gut feeling to ultimately create a lifestyle that you deserve, enjoy, and reap 100% of the benefits out. I know it's so difficult as a young person ready to go in the workforce, ready to graduate and start bringing value to people, but not really knowing in what direction to go to and really just being overbeared by all the voices of other people saying, oh, you should go in finance, oh, you should become a medical doctor, or stuff like that, which you really are not interested but feel obliged to do because these are people that you care about, these are your family members, or these are really close friends. So I invite you to take a notepad, take a pencil, and write out exactly the answers to the questions Sabrina is going to ask you throughout the interview. She's going to bring a lot of value and give you tremendous insight. When you're going to come out of this interview, you're going to know exactly what to do, and which direction to go in, okay? So please enjoy this interview and listen, listen, my friends. Let's get it. Hey, Sabrina, what's up? Nothing much, just <laughs> enjoying uh, this moment and talking to you. How are you? I'm good, thank you so much. Listen, it was a pleasure finding you on Facebook. I love what you do. I think it's so awesome that you're posting rep recipes regularly and really inspiring the vegan community and I, the first question that's really buzzing inside my mind is how did you start what got you firing up for starting spicy squash okay well first of all um i was always very into vegetables so when i i'm 32 years old now and when i was about 18 years old i began i became a vegetarian for a good decade i was always you know like in the family always the person who was so annoying like wouldn't eat this or that I would eat some fish once in a while, but I was mostly vegetarian. And then, you know, over the past uh, few months, I turned vegan. And it's just unbelievable how my body responded in a great way. Like, I feel much more energized. And to me, like, I was like, oh, my gosh, so, like, being vegan, being on a whole food plant-based diet is really the only way. It's just like, really, like, if people need, really need to wake up and start eating more this way. What happened is exactly why I created the spicy squash. I had, um, I'm in finance right now. This is just a passion project. And I had an interview with a pretty major institution. And after meeting the vice president, he told me that I wasn't passionate about finance enough. So I didn't get the position I was applying for. And Then, I, you know, in retrospect, I was asking myself, like, really, like, is this guy serious? Like, obviously, I'm not passionate about finance. Like, during my weekend, I'm not the person who's going to look at the financial statements of, like, <laughs> Tesla or whatever. Like, I really don't care. Like, I'm going to cook. I'm going to read about nutrition, trying to educate myself on health and different things. 
So this is why I just came up with the idea of creating my own blog. And mostly because since I turned vegan, many of my friends and family members uh, became more and more curious and wanted to know more. And, you know, there's really this stereotype of people thinking once you're plant-based that you're eating just carrots and rice or like, I don't know what people are thinking, but I wanted mm-hmm. to show people around me that it's super normal and like such an easy lifestyle. And, you know, you can eat delicious foods while being vegan. So that's how it started. And I started like just, just about three months ago. So I'm really growing my following and, you know, trying to be as present as I can on social media. Um, and it's so far, like, I love the response I'm getting from, from everyone. Like, this is great. It's really inspiring to know because I know a lot of people might hear around the educational system that they're not made for it. They're getting bad uh, bad feedback from their teachers saying they're not good enough for school. They're never going to succeed. And though that may sound a bit like a cliche, it is pretty, pretty common. I get told by my boss, for example, I work at a restaurant and I do it for fun. I don't do it for money. I'm not attached to it financially, but I do it for fun. And sometimes the the guy is going to tell me, Hey, you're not made for this. And I think it's really awesome to hear also from you that even though you're hustling, you're doing great on your side project that you're really passionate about, that you're also getting that feedback that drives you more. So of course I want to ask you like what like is the biggest struggles when you're going vegan, but I want to maybe go back to the financial side and ask you, how did you get into financials? What was like, what were you thinking when you're going to financials? Did you think you were going to like it or how did it go? So my, my father's an entrepreneur. Um, he had businesses his whole life and like every little girl, you want your daddy to be proud of you. And I really thought that, that he wanted me to study business to learn more about finance. So I thought that this is what he wanted me to do. So I started to study finance and then econ. And, you know, I moved my way to like just business in general. And I have a bachelor degree in that matter now. But really, I feel, I feel like it's, it sucks so much that you need to choose what you're going to make a living of when you're 18 mm-hmm. years old, when you have no experience, don't really know what you like. For, for example, for myself, like, of course, I don't regret this time that I studied uh, business. But in retrospect, I really feel like I would have maybe studied more about nutrition or, you know, psychology or stuff like that. So that's what made me go into finance first. And whenever, like, I got this response from the vice president of this um, um, federal bank, um, he was like, I remember going to my ex-boyfriend at that time and my ex-boyfriend said, that guy made you like the greatest favor. Maybe this is the time of your life that you get to do something you're actually passionate about and you're mm-hmm. going to be 100% more happy in doing this blog and whatever, like who knows what it will bring. But, and he was totally right. Like I've been happier since I've started this than I would have ever probably been in that position. And, and, you know, there's the social pressure that you want to be super successful and you want to have the high, like great title job. And but at the end of the day, like you just need to figure out what makes you happy and just work at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely resonate and with it, that. It's, yeah, go for it. And, no, I was just saying, and if that's finance for some people, then that's great. I know people who are in finance and I'm like, God, like this, this guy or this girl, like, I mean, like, wow. But you know, it's not, you need to find what resonates um, inside you. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, so I, I really love how you were able to turn this kind of at first negative experience and then frame it into something that empowers you. And so what I'm interested in now is asking you, what would you tell yourself, your 18-year-old self right now with what you know right now? Gosh, that's a really good one. Is there anything you would have done differently? Actually, like, I know it sounds so maybe corny, but no. I mean, I come mm -hmm. from a very privileged background, so I was able to really just have a lot of fun before even, <laughs> even like, going to university, like, And even while being in university, like I was really under no pressure to graduate under four years. Um, I traveled. I had a lot of fun. I met a lot of people. So, you know, I'd say I wasn't the, the most responsible 18-year-old. That's all I'm saying. So, <laughs> so, I mean, I'm not the greatest example. But what I would tell anyone who's 18-year-old right now is just, really to trust your instincts. That's all I would say. I wasn't for sure. I wasn't trusting my instincts. I knew, I knew I should have studied probably something more like medicine or psychology or something that was, would have been harder, but that I was more passionate about, but I was scared. And I thought that, you know, I needed to do something else. I would say really to trust your instincts and to, you know, not give them about whatever people are saying or about the pressure and just really try to be the more secure with yourself at the earliest really in your 20s like to be fully secure with your choices like I feel like this is the greatest gift you can give yourself when you're starting your 20s and so how would you say right now how would you describe pushing it a little bit more following your instinct is it just following your gut feeling like a feeling you have inside that you just know is right without describing it or are you able to turn it into something a bit more explainable well it all depends between of uh, what you went through in my opinion but um a gut feeling and trusting that gut feeling to be able also you know you know sometimes you can trust your instincts and your gut feeling and then realize you're wrong and it takes i think it takes a lot of maturity and sensitivity to realize that sometimes you know maybe maybe you were wrong and to just readjust yourself and to grow like i feel i feel like it's just constantly growing and i'm not i'm just speaking from my opinion here obviously i'm not like i'm still growing and i'm still learning things about myself but really to take the time and to not question anything and to always like i don't want to sound like steve job but to always be curious to really don't settle for anything that's just yeah that's mostly it mm -hmm. like it don't settle for anything that really resounds yeah. with especially me as a young person and yeah. <laughs> and now If that's okay with you, I would really love to ask you because I know you're passionate about cooking. I know you have some awesome recipes. I checked out the last one with the mushroom. What was it called? What was your last recipe? Uh, the parfadelle. Yeah, the Yeah, the parfadelle. That yeah. looked really good. I'm actually going to try it tomorrow night. I asked my mom if we could try it. And Oh my gosh, so good. <laughs> I'm going to post it actually. I'm going to share it with you. And Oh my gosh, I can't wait. <laughs> and I just wanted to ask you maybe because I know for a lot of students especially around me, a, a big struggle and a big drawback from going vegan is really cooking, taking the time to cook because it's so much easier when you're an omnivore and you're just eating anything that comes in your way. And so how do you find the time, especially as a financial? I, I work for um, an instit financial institution and I administrate pension funds for like strategic strategic okay. groups like um ey and stuff so, so basically it's kind of uh yeah there is a pressure and i'm quite busy what i will say making the transition between being 
vegetarian slash pescatarian to vegan has been extremely difficult social-wise, and I will explain you why. Uh, people are super, usually like super offended that you're turning vegan. You know, they take it super personally. This is crazy, and I'm sure if I say this to you, you'll be like, you'll be, you can think of a few people taking it personally. You stop eating cheese. Yes, I stopped eating cheese. Like, I don't want it anymore. Like, people take it personally, and every meal you're sharing with people now turns into a vegan um, you know, debates. So this is the most Uh struggle I've had. And, you know, to tell you the truth, those who are not accepting my choices, they're just not accepting me. And they just become more and more fluff in my life. And, you know, I know I'm in my 30s, maybe the social circle is not as important in my life as it was in my early 20s. But now I'm just like, I just feel so grounded with myself that this is the right way to eat And I'm just not going to be, you know, sorry for it. And, but definitely it has impacted my, my, um, my social life and just going to restaurants, you know, some, many restaurants don't know how to cook vegan, um, how to adjust their menu to, to, to vegan food. So you just, I really have like a top 10, maybe restaurants that I go all the time. I know they know how to make vegan food. That's what I do now. And I've learned also that, you know, when you're not vegan, you can just take a steak and put it on the barbecue. Uh, being vegan, you need more time to prep food. You need, a, like, so much flavor. Like, you need to add so many spices for your food to really be tasty and delicious. So I feel like it's the greatest gift also you can give yourself. You're actually giving yourself health and good nutrition. So maybe at the end of the day, it takes about 10, 15 minutes more of planning and prepping. But I feel like at the end of the day, the results are so much better. You know, there's something that I wanted to tell you, because if you say that your followers and your people who are, would be listening to this are maybe more in their 20s, um, mm-hmm. I will be talking to more the female, um, you know, following um, Definitely. I remember, I remember being in my 20s and never, like I was a vegetarian, and never being able to be off the pill. Never. I would have severe acne, like all over my forehead and jawline, and I never understood why. I would, I would never be able to stop taking the pill. And now that I'm vegan, I stopped taking the pill, and I have no pimples, no zits, no nothing, and really. I started to, to read about this, and it's insane how dairy actually, like, and I don't want to be cursing, but it, it messed up your, your whole hormonal balance. And if someone, if there's a girl out there who's struggling to get off the pill because she feels like she's going to have acne, you know what? Try to go dairy-free for maybe a month, and you'll see the results for sure. And I have many of my friends, you know, they're just, they have pimples once in a while, or some of them really have acne. And I just keep on telling them, you know, you need to get off dairy. And people are like, oh, no, for sure it's not dairy. Like, it's probably just a hormone problem. What, what do you think dairy is? Like, it's a bunch of hormones. So, so I think that there's really a misconception of being vegan, and people don't see really uh, the benefits uh, that it can have on their health. Mm-hmm. 
Wow, yeah, that you raised a lot of good points there. And especially looking at your picture, I was browsing for your website before the interview. And I saw like, wow, you really look great. Like your skin looks amazing. Your hair looks so, so healthy. And you just have that vegan glow, you know, like they say the vegan glow. Yeah, and so, thank you. That's great. <laughs> and so, yeah, and like, it's, it's really great to hear that you also struggled with not only social aspects, but also with dairy. And so you would just tell the young people, hey, listen, if you have acne, just try cutting dairy out for one month. Yeah, try cutting dairy out for one month. And I'm not saying going lactose free i'm saying dairy like i wasn't i wasn't drinking like for example my latte would be lactose free it's just insane like i I don't know how to describe it i would have pimple all the time like literally like i i can't i i swear i don't know how to describe it like and i'm sure that whoever is struggling out there with we call it cystic acne um so you can google that um, they'll know what I'm talking about. Like you really, it just affects your self-confidence. And to me, this is the reason why I never got off the pill. And, you know, the pill is like the worst thing um, on your body as well. So, yeah, mm-hmm. so cutting dairy and, and this, this is just one thing. If, if a person is uh, really curious about the benefits of uh, a vegan diet can have on their health, then I really strongly suggest them to look into Dr. Greger. I don't know if you've heard of him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's like the, the pioneer, essentially, right? Well, essentially with others, like um, like Dr. McDougall, for example. But they're, they, 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 they all have their own style. But uh-huh. Dr. Greger, he's so funny and so easy to watch. And it makes so much more sense. And this is just the health part. And, you know, there's the whole, like, uh, animal and also environment part. But, you know... Uh, if if you're curious about the health part, then I I feel like you should really look into Dr. Greger, Michael Greger, a nutritional nutrition facts. Um, he's really awesome. Like he's so funny. If you actually have like ten minutes of your time, you should Google Dr. Greger top ten 2017 or something. Jesus, he is hilarious. He's just so funny. <laughs> all right, all right. So I'm gonna link also the the link in the description down below. Why are you vegan? I've never asked you. Why are you vegan? So I mainly started vegan because I had a lot of acne. I had a lot of eczema myself. And so... Oh my gosh. Yeah. So I was like exactly same like you. I was drinking maybe like when I was, damn, high school, third grade, I was drinking like maybe one one liter of milk a day. So it was really, really horrible. Like, I, I don't know how I did it, but then I became an athlete. I decided to cut dairy. I was still eating chicken and protein. And then I just like, I watched, I think I watched one do- documentary too many. And just, I just said like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm not doing this anymore. Then you went fully vegan. Then I went fully vegan one day after the next. It was not like, it was almost like a change of identity. You've probably seen like some of these insects that just like morph and leave their other skin. It was like essentially like that, the best way I could describe it. It was just like, <laughs> no looking back. I just said like, fuck it. This is not part of me anymore. Um, what about your, uh, your parents? You're still living with your parents. Yeah, that's a good question. Actually, my parents were really open-minded about it. My little brother actually turned vegan. I talked to him about it. I showed him a bit about what I found, the benefits mostly. And he's, he's turned vegan now for a year, a bit like me. And my mom is, has become vegetarian, essentially. My dad is a bit harder to convert because he's from an American background, but I think they took it pretty well. And like right now at home, I'm cooking mostly. So, well, my mom also, but I'm cooking like half the time. 
and I'm, every time I cook, it's vegan. So we're essentially going towards veganism. So it's really That's awesome. so awesome. Mm-hmm. How about you? How about at uh, your house? Uh, well, your um, um, my previous boyfriend was vegan. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was really easy. But my parents, my mother is starting to be more and more um, vegan friendly, which is super cool. Uh, but forget about my brothers and my father. Like, I mean, no, mm-hmm. like really not. Um, they're, they're just like, they're really not interested, but my mother is really more and more into uh, veganism, like for the health part. And it's just so funny because like, she's trying so hard. Um, <laughs> my mother and I have, have this really special relationship and I don't mean special in a good way. Like we've had many ups, ups and downs and, you know, she's always trying to make me so happy. And over the holidays, she made many of our uh, traditional recipes vegan without people mm-hmm. knowing. And I would like eat them and people would be like, oh, you're not vegan today. And I'm like, no, I'm not vegan today. And at the end of the dinner, I would be like, well, what should, like, you know, jokes on you because everything was actually vegan and you guys didn't even notice it. Like, and I feel like this is like so great whenever people are like, <laughs> you know, like, oh my gosh, this was vegan. Like, oh my gosh, like people are so insulted. But I think this is so great to show people that there's a way of making everything vegan and still delicious. Like maybe you won't have this freaking like steak and I don't know what, because I haven't like eaten meat in forever, but there's still a way to really feel like full after a meal and really satisfied. And uh-huh. um, that's, that's what I think. Yeah, so my question was, I feel more and more like veganism, not, not right now, but more and more, like the people getting in the vegan community are starting, it's starting to become a bit saturated, not in a bad way. Like it's wonderful to see the vegan community grow. But I wanted to ask you, like, what is something that you believe in inside the vegan community that not many people do? Like, how do you distinguish yourself? Well, I feel like the difference, and this is what the spicy squash is about, and I'm trying to be very careful with my words here, um, mm-hmm. but you have those vegans that are super, I mean, activists, and that's great. I feel like we need more activism, and I really think, but he said something that veganism isn't the moral baseline, and he's kind of true, you know, and I don't want to get into this maybe some other time, but so you have those vegans that are super activists and, you know, to the rest of the majority of people, this is really annoying. Like, I know myself, like if I was like a full on activist, my family and friends would find me so annoying. Like they would really hate me. And this isn't my approach, my approach. And this is why I created this spicy squash. I want people that are not vegan to see that it is possible to just eat less meat. You know, if you don't think you can go 95% or 100% vegan, maybe you just for health reasons, you're starting to have um, diabetes or a bit more cholesterol and you want to cut down on some meat and, um, and, and dairy and you're lacking inspiration or maybe you're just more curious about eating more vegetables. Well, it's really possible to do it in a way that you won't feel you're an alien, you know, like and... This is really what I believe in. I believe that there's a way of being vegan without being in the extremes, without being full-on activist or being full-on, you know, super passive about it. I believe that there's a way of being just in the middle and inspiring people. 
And I've always had this approach in life. I'm not trying to force anyone's hands. Um, you know, if you feel in your heart that it is right to eat the way you do, then okay. But let me just show you how easy and tasteful and delicious and great and super fun it can be to be on a whole food plant-based diet. That's, that's basically my um, way of living. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can... A, a lot of people mm-hmm. in vegan groups, I feel they, they push it too far. Sometimes they go all the way to insulting other people, but they're, they're very, very harsh and mean words that just take away the whole purpose of passion, of compassion to other beings. And it just completely takes away the message of what we stand for. And I love your approach of saying, hey, you know what? I'm not going to shove it down your throat. I'm going to invite you in my world. I'm just going to show you what I've got, how amazing it is, how amazing you can feel and how amazing it can taste with awesome recipes and it's just really inspiring to hear that from you yeah definitely that's awesome and how can people find out more about your food and what you do uh well they can follow me i'm super um active on instagram i'm i post many stories um not only about food but about what i do and it's not boring like it's always super fun and um on facebook i'd like to in the future maybe post more and more uh, videos on health on Facebook. And actually, I'll send you a link of uh, something maybe you can tag to this um, this interview is this whole thing on oil. And like, people are starting to be more and more, um, you know, curious about this, but really, oil is like the most like processed food ever. And it's just like so processed. And people don't understand this, that we like, if you want to be healthy, you cannot eat oil. Like, you just can't. So there's this whole, um, I have a few videos if you want, I'll send them to you about explaining why people should cut down on oil. Like, really cut down. If you want to lose weight and you keep eating oil, you will not lose weight. Like, it is a fact. Like, some people, like, usually, because I still eat oil once in a while because I have a good mit- um, metabolism. But, you know, if I go like a whole week on a whole food plant-based no oil diet, like it will just show, like I will be much more toned. I do Pilates four or five times a week and spinning. So like it will just show right away. Um, And people will ask me like, oh my gosh, have you been like on a crazy strict, like super strict diet? Like, no, I just haven't eaten oil for the past seven days. And it's just insane the results you get. You don't need oil, especially if you're on a plant-based diet. You don't need the, like your ratio of omega-3 and omega-6 is actually, you know, much more um, on a healthy level. So I guess maybe we can talk this in another interview, but I'll definitely send you the link of uh, people that are curious about this. Awesome. Cool. Well, thank you so much, Sabrina. You brought up so many awesome points. And I just want to thank you again for all the hustle and all the amazing inspiration you're bringing out to the vegan community. Oh my gosh, you're so sweet and thank you for having me. Wow, if you made it this far, man, you're truly, you're truly part of the GP Bauer gang and I thank you so much for staying all the way and really getting all the value that you could have gotten from this awesome interview. Now again, if you want to go check out our amazing recipes, just click on the link below. It's going to be right there. And again, if you enjoy this interview, please consider subscribing to the podcast. You don't miss another episode of the podcast vegan athletes and entrepreneurs want to change the world. I was your host, Oliver Zergis, and have an amazing day.